All right, everybody. Good morning. It's Rick here. How's everybody doing today? Good morning, good morning Rick. And the beautiful Monday, windy Monday. <laughs> I know, it's, and it's going to rain today probably too. So, oh my God. You know, I, I remember when I first moved here, and they used to have like rain on the forecast. Like, okay, be careful driving. And I was like, wow. I mean, that's how we, we are. And then it's about snow, but not rain. All right, hold on one second, folks. All right, so today I want you guys to ask me questions too. Don't be don't be shy. Um, you know, if you want, you got you got to unmute yourself because I just muted you. Star six uh, to unmute yourself. I want to talk today about habits, about habits. I haven't done this in a long time, but I think it's time because you know of all you know. Look at I do a lot of coaching for the company. I talk to a lot of agents. I talk to a lot of agents outside the company. I talk to a lot of real estate agents. Okay managers and you know there's only two things going on right now you're killing it in this market or you're frustrated as hell there's like no in between there's nobody going well you know it's okay no 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 uh, i can't get a listing i can't get my buyers uh you know property accepted or oh my god i'm having my best year ever it's really weird and i would say it's about 70 30 you know um because this is a market that you even the top producer like i was just on the phone with a top producer from arizona she, uh, you, you got to make some changes. I mean, ultimately, it's very, very similar, okay, but you have to make some changes. So since everybody, if anybody wants to disagree with me, just be happy to star six and ask me, but you are a sum total of the habits that you have for yourself. Most people don't want to admit that, but it's just a fact. So how you're acting, who you're being is a subtotal of the habits that you've accepted whether you accepted them or not is irrelevant if you um are acting them out then you by default have accepted your habits now when i say that some people want to defend themselves well you know i got this and i got no it's either you know because if you're doing something consistently you've accepted it so like mark stark and i have these talks all the time um you know Everything in your life is happening because of you. You are the only consistency in everything you do and everything you think. So if something's not right, it's you. It can't be somebody. It can't be something you have no control over. It can only be something you have control over, and that's you. Okay? Any questions about that? Anybody? Anybody want to disagree? Because some people are thinking, well, my spouse or my kids or, you know, my life or my neighborhood or where I come from, and but everybody um, – Who's, who's success? I'm listening to a book right now by, uh, it's called um, uh, John D. John D. Rockefeller. Wow. The book is like 37 hours long. And it's all about how he created the number. And, you know, and that's why a lot of these monopoly laws, okay, are in effect right now because of him and his standard oil company. Um, but talk about, you know, in his time, he grew up from, you know, zero to the number one. Um, you know, uh, oil company on the planet, richest man on the planet. But he also did a lot of good and stuff for charities and so forth. Uh, one of the biggest first philanthropists too, you know. And one of the things I didn't know is that he lived, you know, in the mid, you know, he was around, he, he started his stuff right after the Civil War. I thought he was, you know, earlier than that. But no, up until the early 1900s. But um you know, pretty interesting book. If you, if you're like me, I like listening 
when I'm listening to books and I'm working out, I like listening to things about successful people, about successful techniques, about positive attitude and so forth. So that's okay. So there's one of my habits. I know based on everything, my upbringing, the news media today, which you can't avoid totally, even though I avoid pretty much. Okay. Um, you know, um, I, I, I ha- you have to have a habit. You have to have a habit. You have to have a routine for staying positive. That's a habit I've created. Okay. So it was, on, you know, at first, I remember when I decided, because I always read a lot of books and always listen to audiobooks, but never during my workout. So now I listen to audiobooks while I'm working out, unless, except for the last 15, 20 minutes, I listen to music. And even some days I forget to listen to music. Like today I forgot. And then I listen to it on the way home. And my son's doing football right now, so I'm not working out with him. Otherwise I'd be talking to him, but I'm listening to it on the way home when I'm making breakfast. So I got about two, two hours and 15 minutes of audiobook every morning. Now, that sets my mind for the day. I couldn't imagine. It'd be like opening up my skull and pouring in toxic crap if I actually turned the TV on to listen to it. I mean, that would, I just I can't imagine doing that to myself. It'd be like after working out, going home and eating the wrong food after working out. It just doesn't cross my mind. So there are certain things in life that you create these habits, they have tremendous reciprocal benefits. One of them is having a healthy routine in the morning. Now, I know you can work out at night. I know, I know you can do that. But the benefit it has to your body by the morning is better than any other time. So if any of you have read my little book, Success is a Verb, I call it habit replacement. I know that sounds funny, but it's really about maximizing your potential and creating the daily routines to have a positive impact on your life. I actually just read that from the book. <laughs> all right, so that's really what it's all about. You, if you, and if you want, I mean, does anybody on here not? No, my job is to minimize my potential. I don't want to maximize it. You wouldn't be on this call if that was the case. I'm just joking. You want to maximize your potential, and the way to maximize your potential is small increment gains. You know, it's like having a retirement fund or a SEP. I had a SEP my whole life. I actually have a 401k now. Being an employee is still foreign to me, even though I've been doing it for a little while now. Okay? Um, so you have, uh, you, you know, you should be, one of the, okay, the first call I had this morning at 7 a.m., she said, these next five years are going to, you know, fuel my retirement so I never have to work again. I was like, that's a great, because that's the type of market we're in. You can make a lot of money quickly. Okay, be versatile, be flexible. Stop looking for what's wrong because there's plenty right and, and stop asking how long is this market going to last, okay? Um, it's going to last for a while, I think. So get used to it. Do things that, uh, like my second call today, you know, like I said, top news from Arizona, she's running out, seeing phys- for sale by owners. So she has a whole different for sale by owner, you know, inventory in her head, plus MLS, plus her own inventory. And she's, I think, done at least three this year where she sold the for sale by owner, um, you know, directly to her buyer, getting paid, you know, good commissions to do that. What's, what's wrong with that? Okay, you got to mix it up. Got to be versatile. Got to be flexible. Okay, so, and everybody, when I say the word habits, everybody has a picture in their mind as to what that is. It doesn't mean bad habit, although you have those too. Okay, we all have those. Okay, it's kind of like smoking. 
I mean, some people smoke and they really don't want to be, but I don't think anybody, you know, who took their first cigarette said, I just love this. No, they had to like practice, drill, rehearse. I want to look cool. And then it became a really bad habit for you. Well, any habit you create is like that, good or bad. Okay, so you have to like go through the uncomfortable. So, okay, so really, I think, I think what we all need to do is, is as the uh, Zig Ziglar used to say, do a checkup from the neck up. Okay, it's the beginning of the second quarter right now. You've had a first quarter. Some of you, like the first two calls this morning, both those women have their best first quarter ever. Okay, best first quarter ever. All right, so, and I don't think it's a coincidence. They're carrying off the momentum. One even said that to me this morning. I'm, I've got my, my momentum from last year because I've been doing what I'm supposed to be doing, prospecting, talking to people, being productive. All right, so that's, that's a very important part of the equation. All right, so I think you need to look at your life and say, okay, where are the areas of my life? I, and you guys know for me, I have five, okay? It's my personal life. It's, it's my, you know, my, uh, well, first off, okay, start with money. Money's one. Okay, you can call personal life or relationships is two. Three, spirituality. Okay, so, so let's start with money. So money, what am I doing? Okay, or what new habits do I need to create in order to be good at that? By the way, the other two are health and mindset. So we got money or, or work, you can call it. You got personal or relationships, you can call it. You got spirituality, you got health, and you've got mindset. Those are the five areas. So with the money situation, okay, what habit? Okay, so honestly, there are several there you could come up with. But what's the number one thing? Okay, if you have, if you're already creating income, are you saving some? Do you have investments? Are you taking advantage of those? Okay, for independent contractors, it's called a simplified employee pension, and you get tax deductions for that. Are you maximizing that? I recommend you highly consider it. Or are you somebody who's not creating the income yet to do that? Then you need to look at maybe I need to have a prospecting habit that's better. I would pick one from each of these categories. So, so let's, say I'm, let's say I'm somebody that's not creating the income I want to. You need to create the discipline and the habit of being consistent with your prospecting. However, you're going to create deals because you can do that right now. You guys, my Facebook Live last week, I've had a few bunch of people recently that are newer in the game, like Jamil was great last week. You know, and, and you know, he, he's doing old expires and he's doing very well doing that. Even in uh, all of our markets, just listen, just soul is trending. But you've got to be talking to people. You have to have a proactive part of the schedule. And you have to create that habit, which means creating the habit is the toughest part. And then the second toughest part is maintaining the habit once you've created it because you can lose it. It's like if I learned French and I stopped speaking French for six months, it's tough. In a year, it's probably half gone. Okay, so in that category of money, what habit do I need to create for myself? Or, you know, like I said, money, work. What habit do I need to create for myself? It's based on where you are, too. Anybody have any questions about that one? Give me specifics as to where you are. 
maybe we can help you out with that. Anybody have any questions as far as that goes? Work slash money. Nobody. Okay, good. So let's go on to the next one. My personal life and relationships. What do I need to do there? Like uh, a date night. Like with your kids. Like I've got things set up for both of those in my life. So I make my son and I work out together. You know, the one that lives with me. My other kids I talk to at least every other day, even if i got to hunt them down. And even if they don't answer, at least they know I was looking for them. That's my plan. With Tina, you know, date night and conversations. We have times that we meet. You know, so it's just, if it's not planned out, it's not going to happen, though. That's my point. And is it ever perfect? Nope. But it always, um, you know, seems to work out if you have a plan and you stick to that schedule as much as possible. Okay, so what habits do you need to create in your personal life and your relationships? There's just habits. Like right now, if you have a habit of coming home late or a habit of not spending time, that's just a habit. Everything is a habit. If you, and if you're denying the fact that it's a habit, you're really denying, you're, you know, what, what, what's the thing, say, uh, then you're, then there, you know, that's, uh, denial is not just a river in Egypt. Okay, denial. You know, and, and, you know, everybody has a certain amount of denial. You're going to defend some of your bad habits and beliefs. We all do that, by the way. All right, so spirituality. What could you do? Or religion. You could have religion. You, should, you could be a Catholic or Baptist or a whatever, and you could, are you, you know, going to church and whatever it is that, that uh, tunes you in to the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, you should have a habit. You should create a habit for that connection. Mine's meditation. I, that's mine. I think meditation is awesome. I used to think it was fruity and crazy because I'm from the Northeast. And when I met these people from California and they were meditating, I was saying, you know, what is wrong with these people? But it works. It definitely works. I would say even visualization works too. And re- so read the book, uh, the new psycho cybernetics. As a matter of fact, it's on YouTube for free. Okay, so there's a, there's a simple habit. Okay, next one is health. Or everybody loves when I talk about this one. Okay, so what's your habit for health? You've got to have one, or you don't have one. For a lot of us, the time we listen to news or whatever, we could be doing, could be doing even if it's in the afternoon, it's okay. What studies have shown is that, and I love, I can't think of the guy's name, but he, uh, he wrote a book about, you know, working out every day, and he said it's like taking a little Prozac and a little Ritalin <laughs> every day for your brain and your body, which means you're positive and it keeps you energized. All right, so that's, and I have found that to be incredibly uh, accurate, that it gives you me energy the rest of the day, all right, and it, it, it focuses my mind. And once I've developed that habit, I, and even if I miss a day, I feel, that day that I don't work out, my day's different, I feel different. That's why I went from five days a week to seven days a week. 
because why would I rob myself of feeling like that the rest of the day by just spending a little time in the morning getting your body up to that type of, uh, I don't want to say output, but that's kind of the best word I can think of, yeah. Okay, so you have to have a routine for that. And, and whatever you decide to do is totally up to you, but you have to have a routine for that. Or not, then you have a habit of not working out. There's no in-between in here. If you have, if you have no, you know, that's why I'm saying the market's either treating you extremely well or it's not. But it's not the market. Okay, because that's the victim mentality. There's not a victim mentality. Okay, so that, definitely keep that in mind. All right, and then mindset. What's your mindset routine? I already told you mine. I started with it while I'm working. So I combine two, my health and my mindset together. Okay, and that's the working out in the audio books. You're doing something incredibly good for your body. You're doing something incredibly good for your mind all before most people are work, getting up in the morning. That's, that's when I do mine. Okay, all at that time then the rest of the day is killer because of it. You have more energy. You have more. Plus, if you know, here's the other thing with my job. If I'm not doing the things I'm talking about, then I'm just being hypocritical. I have to be congruent. Otherwise, I don't feel good about myself. Just like if you have goals and you're telling people your goals and you're being incongruent, talk about a sap, energy-sapping activity to drain you of all positivity than to not be doing what you're supposed to be doing. Some of you have heard my saying, and if you took success series last week, you probably heard this, is that, you know, um, it's so much easier to decide what you're going to do and follow it than to decide what you're going to do and beat yourself up day in and day out for not doing it. That takes a lot more energy than actually just doing it. It's like, have you ever seen a negative person with all kinds of energy? They don't go together, you know, because it sucks up all their energy using it to be negative. Where a positive person is always upbeat and always, it, it takes less energy to be positive. It really does. And they've done studies on it too with way smarter people than me. So I listen to the books that they write. It's amazing how I think intuitively we all know that too. Okay. And, you know, here's the great thing about real estate. You know, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to play basketball, okay, um, height is a tremendous advantage. Being naturally gifted, tremendous advantage. But I still have to work my butt off. That's why if you look at my book, Success as a Verb, I give the example of Michael Phelps and Tom Brady. Michael Phelps, actually, Michael Phelps started swimming to... Um, because he was so ADHD that he was on a decent amount of medication. He really didn't want to take the medication, but he couldn't really function well without it, and his parents really wanted So he talked his parents in.
Hey, uh, somebody unmute me and tell me you can hear me. I just got cut off on my own call. Is, can you guys still hear you're, me now? You're back you online. Back? You're okay, back good. Online, Thank you. Thanks, Murad. Appreciate that. Yeah, all of a sudden my phone went dead. I was like, wow, that's really weird. This, this system is great, but it does cut you off every now and then. So thank you for, thanks, Murad. Appreciate that. So where the hell was I? Oh, yeah, so Michael Phelps talked his parents into, uh, you know, it's really funny because I did an article on him in Selling Magazine when I was at Mike Ferry, and uh, I missed meeting him at my building where I first lived here, a high-rise, by five minutes. His, uh, he was staying there, and one of the people at the front desk told me because they knew about the article I had written, and, and she's like, bring your, bring your magazine down. He's in the lobby. He'll sign it. So I brought it down, and I just missed him. That would have been really cool. But he talked his, he's talked his parents in, and his doctor into, well, if, if I start swimming and using up all that excessive energy, I won't have to be on that medication. And, he, and that's what did it. So, but that, and then, then he became a swimmer. And if you know anything about Michael Phelps, he's like 6'2", but he has the upper body of like a 6'5 guy. You know, shorter legs, long torso, perfect for swimming. His feet and ankles rotate 15% more than the average human. So basically, his, his gigantic hands, he's basically, his body is designed for swimming. His energy level is designed for swimming. But he had to do, in, in his, if you read, read anything about his workouts, his workouts are incredible. Okay? Um, his diet, incredible. The amount of food. He had to eat like 6,000 calories a day when he was fully training to keep up with all the, because they burn like 2,000 calories an hour while swimming. So if you read anything about him, you're thinking, okay, so here, here's a guy who's designed to swim physically. Without all that help, it would have been tougher for him. Okay, at the same token, all right, he had to work his butt off to get there. So that's, you know, one, if you read anything about him. So, so but, but without the work, it wouldn't have happened. So then you look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady is physically nowhere near there other than the height okay uh you know he was one of the worst quarterbacks to ever go through the combine that's where they keep your stats even to this day no one's been quite as bad as him arm strength you know uh vertical leap uh running uh all the cone drills all that kind of stuff uh yet probably the best even though he's not a new england patriot anymore i still love him he's uh you know uh, because of his work ethic so, but real estate is really like, if you think about it, it's the natural equalizer. It doesn't matter male or female. As a matter of fact, I think female, you actually have more benefits than men because of the way you use your brain versus men. You know, women think more empathetically. Women ask more questions. Women listen better. It's just a fact, guys. Sorry. But that's why real estate is made up of a lot of the top producers are women because they come hardwired better for real estate if you if you add in the work ethic and all that which you know i mean there's a lot of women that are incredibly good at real estate men like me i had to learn how to listen okay and and just figure out you know what was um a lot of the things think empathetically put yourself in the other people's shoes if you can do this you can there everybody comes hardwired with certain stuff but real estate is the ultimate equalizer it doesn't matter if you're male female what neighborhood you come from what color you are what nationality you are what your age is none of that matters if because what you need to learn are traits, not skills. Okay, well, skills too, but I'm talking about talents. And if you are 6'9", 6'10", 7 feet, and incredibly agile and coordinated, well, you can be really good in the NBA eventually, but you don't 
have to have any of that to be really good in real estate. So it's a natural equalizer. At the same token, it's one of the highest paid professions on the planet. But you have to learn to do certain things. You have to get through the uncomfortable phase. You have to create the new habits. So hopefully I've been very descriptive because no one's had a question. Does anybody have a question? Star six, and I can hear you. Star six. All right, so if you had to have a question, what would it be? I am so glad you asked. Okay, if you had to have a question, what would it be? I would think, how do I get started in this? Okay, the first thing I would tell you is, Stop focusing on the results and focus on creating the habits. Sit down and do, and do your business plan. You have a goal. But I'm not just talking about real estate. I'm talking about your personal life. I'm talking about your relationships. I'm talking about your spirituality. I'm talking about your – so have a – you know, like you guys know, I take my check and I write it on the back of my check. I write a check to myself from myself and on the back side, my goals. I write a two-sentence line for each one of these categories. All right? So – have a goal in each, have one line or two, two things max in each one. But remember, start with one or two. That's it. All right? And come up. So what habit do I need to create in order to satisfy, you know, my money-making work deal? What habit do I need to create in my personal relationships? What habit for my spirituality, health, and mindset? Okay? And then start working on them daily. Now, you will give yourself Flack, you'll give your, you, it happens at an unconscious level because it's new. Your subconscious, your unconscious doesn't like new. It likes familiar. That's why it's so hard to break bad habits. It's familiar. But you can create the new familiar in your life by creating these new habits that are consistent with the goals that you set out. Pretty simple. Didn't say it was easy, but it is pretty simple. All right, folks. So listen. Anybody have a final thought, question about this or anything? Hi, Rick. This is Murad. Hey, Murad. Uh, there are some amazing books regarding habits, uh, like The yes. Atomic Habits by James Clear, uh, yep. High Performance Habits by Brandon Bouchard, Power Habits by Charles yep. Durick. It's great. Yep. And most, I think one of the most powerful ones is the, by Stephen uh, Arkovi, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yep. That's a great book. Stephen Covey's, yep. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's a great book. And that's where everybody should start ultimately. And one of my favorite books also is one you mentioned is uh, The Power of Habits by Charles Hugig. Yeah, I think that's great. Duhigg or Hugig, whatever his, his name is. Absolutely. I love it. Thanks, Murad. Appreciate that. That's great stuff. And a lot of those, the, the Seven Habits of uh, effect, uh, uh, by, by Stephen Covey, that one is on YouTube, I'm pretty sure, for free. You can listen to that. And, and any book that doesn't have the audiobook version will have a book report version on YouTube. There are people out there that do that and put them on YouTube. So there you go, folks. Keep it rocking. If you need me, call me anytime. All right. Uh, if, you, if you need some coaching, join my coaching. I have room because... A lot of people are doing well right now, and when they're doing well, they don't think they need coaching. I totally disagree with that. I think we always need coaching. But um, so if you, if you want to join my coaching, all you have to do is email my assistant, Sydney, S-Y-D-N-E-Y, Smith. So it's Sydney S at B-H-H-S-N-V, like Nevada.com. Subscribe to my YouTube channel because I, I put three new videos a week on there, minimum. Subscribe to it. 
just under my name, Rick Baraby, and also to my podcast, which is this. This will be on by 10 o'clock this morning. All right, guys, if you need me, call me anytime. Thank you very much. Bye-bye now. Thank you, Rick.